There is Patrick Corbin. He will take the mounds at Nationals Park tonight with a heavy heart. His good friend, Tyler Skaggs, left-handed pitcher in the Angels organization, found dead in his hotel room yesterday. Patrick Corbin was drafted as a member of the Anaheim Angels the same year that Tyler Skaggs was. Tyler Skaggs in the first round, Patrick Corbin in the second round. And a day after his good friend passes away, Patrick Corbin will take the mound at Nationals Park tonight and he will wear number 45, normally wears number 46. He will wear his good friend Tyler Skaggs' jersey number tonight. Hello, everybody. This is the Locked On Nationals podcast. My name is Josh Neighbors. Joining me tonight, Connor Jones. This is part three of our 2019 Nats rewatch. And tonight we have a not necessarily a, an inflection point on the schedule, but a really important game, uh, and especially for one of the Nationals players. It was the Nationals 3, the Marlins 2, on July 2nd. 2019, this was a day after Tyler Skaggs of the Los Angeles Angels had passed away and his one of his best friends, uh, Patrick Corbin, went out, went out and for the Nationals, he pitched seven scoreless innings. And um, Connor, just got to start off by saying, you know, we know he went out there with a, a really, really heavy heart. Yeah, I think this is one, at least that I remember, about as well as I do any of the regular season games from last year. I remember Patrick Corbin going out there wearing Tyler Skaggs' number, obviously a really emotional night for him. But and it's really one of the best starts that Patrick Corbin gave the Nats all year. He was phenomenal. You know, it wasn't an easy night for him, but I think that's one that kind of sticks out in the fan base's mind. Yeah, and a lot of things you have to mention about this. You know, their friendship went back a long way. They were drafted together by the Angels. They were traded to the Diamondbacks together, which obviously being traded is really – uh, kind of a weird experience. It's the only kind of sports is the only business where we really see people, um, you know, move entities, I guess you could say, move companies. You know, people aren't trading back and forth. They're HR consultants or whatever. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, that experience of being traded together, they were they were together for that experience. And apparently that day after it happened, he went into Davey Martinez and said, I want to pitch today. He wore number 45 to honor his friend. He drew it into the back of the mound as well, too. And, um, you know, that was one of those deaths that really it rocked everybody in the baseball world. And um, I think in a time like this, with what we're going through, obviously there's not, um, you know, people are dying and people are affected by this. And, um, you know, it's it sucks when we go through hardship uh, hardship in life. But obviously there's moments like sports and things like sports. And luckily for Patrick Corbin, there was the field and um, for him to, you know, kind of turn to FP Santangelo said before the game, the field can be your refuge. And also I think for us as people, you know, moments like this can be our refuge in times where we're missing things in our life. You know, things seem pretty bleak right now. And these moments like for us can be uh, a good window into uh, the human spirit and also to what sports can do for us and for people in general. Yeah. For at least the three hours that Patrick was out there that night, I'm sure that was an opportunity to to focus on something else, even though it was probably really tough to do so, to kind of put something as, as serious as the loss of a friend in the back of your mind while you're pitching a baseball game probably isn't a easy thing to do, especially when the game doesn't seem all that important on a night like that. But Patrick really got rolling after giving up three straight singles to start the game. Right. So it really, it's was people might have been wondering, you know, is he really ready to pitch tonight? Yeah, uh, can he stay in this game for very long, or is the bullpen going to have to get out get out here in the second or the third inning? But from there, from there on, Patrick Corbin was about as good as we've ever seen him in a Washington Nationals uniform. 
And that's what I want to focus on. Why this game is so important is this showed how great Patrick Corbin is mentally. The strength to not only go through what he was going through off the field, he gives up the three straight hits. FP, I remember FP says this. I'm not really sure how he's out there doing it right now. He's able to settle into the game. There's an hour plus long rain delay between the third and the fourth innings. He comes back out and he's battling with guys on base as well too. And is getting double play balls, getting strikeouts. He finishes the game. Six hits allowed, seven Ks, only one earned run. And you look back on it, that's so much to deal with outside, inside the game. You know, uh, the rain, the weather conditions, the runners on base. What a, what a mature performance and what a memorable one. That's why this game sticks out so much, in my opinion. Really, over the course of last year, one of the things that sticks out overall about Patrick Corbin is when unexpected adversity strikes when he's on the mound he's somebody that puts it behind him pretty quickly and can can really get going um and get rolling even when things kind of aren't going his way at all we saw it in the playoffs in the Dodgers series when he came in through critical innings in game five out of the bullpen after having a disaster of a game three in that series back in DC then you see it in the World Series. He doesn't have a great start at home. When they're up 2-1, the series gets tied 2-2. Patrick Corbin's the guy that comes in late in that World Series game and locks it down for the Nats when they're, when they're having that rally. So we saw it in the postseason. This was probably the first time that we saw that from Corbin in the regular season. Like you said, the rain delay is obviously not an easy thing for a pitcher to go through. When a guy gives up three hits to start the game, you definitely don't expect them to make it through seven. And you definitely don't expect them to make it through seven on only 87 pitches either. And now let's take a kind of a a larger macro perspective and back up just a bit before we get into the specifics of the game. But heading into it, the Nats are 42 and 41. They've won 10 of their last 12 in this run that they're currently on. Coming into July 2nd, I believe, it's, it's something like 10 of the last 12 or 10 of the last 13. They've gotten over 500. They left kind of those, really, those doldrums behind them. And this is a game against an inferior opponent and a chance for you to kind of keep things rolling, which they're able to do, which gets us to our first category. The headline coming into this game is, for the game itself, Corbin, you know, to pitch with a heavy heart. But kind of the grand headline for the Nationals is... Nats look to keep it rolling, right? When you're facing a team like Miami at home, you want to get as many of those as possible. And as a team in this game, Wander Suero gives up a double to lead off the eighth inning. That that unfortunately takes the win away from Patrick Corbin on a night where he deserved it based on the way he pitched. But the team was able to hang in there, not let them that cost them the game overall, and then scratch one across in the ninth. Yeah, so you know, in the beginning of this game, we talked about him giving up that first run. Yo one and Cooper grounds one into left field. That's a third straight hit to start the night. In from third, Rojas, and the Marlins jump on Corbin quickly tonight. It's one nothing, three batters in. And then Juan Soto is able to put one over the wall just barely to give the Nationals a 2-1 advantage. Here's Soto, 344. Here is the set and now the pitch to Soto. Swing and a long drive. Deep right field. Way back. Going. Go. That rain delay comes in the third and four, between the third and fourth innings. To be honest, I was a bit surprised to see Patrick come, there, come out there afterwards. And you know he must have given that vote of confidence saying, hey, Davey, you know, I want to go back out there. Skipper, please let me go back out there. And it was great to see him leave the game with the lead. Wander Swear, obviously. This is one of the storylines of the season. 
um, he gave it away, didn't he? And the pitch is in the air, left field. It's going to be deep enough to tie the game. Soto over, makes the catch, runner tags from third. Pueyo coming home, there won't be a throw. Miguel Rojas got the job done. A sacrifice fly, and the Marlins, who hadn't scored since the top of the first, have evened this ballgame at two in the eighth. We've mentioned a couple things that I think kind of explain why that happened. One, the Nationals don't have Daniel Hudson on their team at that time, so they can't go Hudson, Doolittle, in the eighth and ninth to lock down the game. That, uh, that took the win away from Corbin, like we've said. Overall, you don't want that bullpen throwing six innings on a day like that because, one, you want to try and beat the Marlins at home because that's just not a game you want to give right. up. You don't know if that single game could be one that costs you a playoff spot at the end of the year. So it's an important game for the Nationals to win. And then you want to keep that bullpen as fresh as you can going forward because those six innings from them may not only cost you a game that day, but maybe a few within the next week as well. Yeah, and it was really important for them once they gave up the lead. Suero gives it up in the eighth inning. Jan Gomes is able to get on base in the ninth, and Trey Turner on a 3-2 count and a really good at bat against Jose Quijada. He does a good job of drawing the, driving the ball into the gap. Slightly to pull in center and in left, straight away in right. The 3-2 runner goes, swinging a line drive into right center field toward the gap. Gomes around second inning for third, splits the are two games over 500 for the first time in 2019. The big credit here, this is where we get to our next category, the Dion Waiters Award for the best best performance by a role player. Jan Gomes getting on base and then hustling his slow behind from first all the way to home to get the Nationals to win. That's pretty impressive from him. Yeah, I do remember that ball uh, that Trey Turner put into the, the gap there in center field wondering is Jan Gomes going to be able to make it home from first because I'm sure as that ball got down that's probably a time where Davey Martinez is wondering should I have used a pinch runner there right. so Jan Gomes isn't my guy trying to score from first but he was able to get the job done even if it was something that uh more of a situation where maybe you would have liked to have someone else on first base when that ball was hit do you hate stepping on the scale maybe it's because you haven't met the right one a company called With Things produced the world's first smart scale, and they are still the best. Tom's Guide rated With Things Body Plus the best overall smart scale of 2020. If you are looking to lose weight, willpower is key, but so is having the right tools. With Things smart scales are known for their durability and exceptional user-friendly design. Step on and data from every weigh-in syncs automatically to the free app for iOS and Android via Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. Lots of smart scales don't have the Wi-Fi option, and it means you have to use your phone and have it on you at all times. But With Things Body Plus gives weight, full body composition, weight trend, and even a local weather report. The scale can support up to eight users, and it even knows who is who. So here's the deal. You can get 25% off a With Things Body Plus right now at withthings.com for a very limited time. Go to withthings.com. 
W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S dot com backslash MLB to get 25% off Body Plus Body Composition Scale. That's W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S dot com backslash MLB to get 25% off Body Plus Body Composition Scale. Yeah, and the play of the game, obviously it was it was Patrick Corbin. He's the star of the game, but the play of the game has to go to Trey Turner driving that ball into the gap. Headline coming out of that game, you know, I mean, Corbin dazzles with, with a heavy heart, right? Yeah, I, that was one that it was kind of all over SportsCenter the next day. It was one of the most memorable games in the regular season for the Nats. It's, it's tough to kind of describe what Corbin was going through that night because it's not something that really anyone can, or a lot of people at least, can say that they've been through something like that. You know, you have a lot of people counting on you to perform when you're going through something that's, uh, a lot more important than that single game on that given day. But you have to give Patrick Corbin a lot of credit for that performance because it was one that his team obviously needed and it wasn't an easy situation for him to do it in. That will do it for this edition of the Locked On Nationals podcast. Make sure you stay tuned to your podcast feed. A whole lot more content coming your way. We've got seven more of these to do of the Nats 2019 rewatches. And also, we've got my conversation with my good friend and Locked On Twins podcast host, Nash Walker coming up here in the next few days, as well as more prospect previews. Make sure you check out the Locked On MLB podcast and the Locked On Fantasy Baseball podcast, all of this part of the Locked On Podcast Network.